Hare Krishna. <coughs> so, on the occasion of Diwali, we are going to discuss about pastimes of Lord Ramchandra, Srimad Bhagavatam, Ninth Canto, Chapter 10. Hmm. So, four onwards, not it, the verses haven't been written. So what I'll do is I'll just read through a few verses when it comes to none of them actually have any purport. None of them has a purport. Yeah. So up to eight. So four to eight I will read. I'll just read the translation. Uh, this chapter is entitled as the pastimes of Lord Ramchandra. Text four. To keep the promise of his father intact, Lord Ramchandra immediately gave up the position of king and accompanied by his wife, Mother Sita, wandered from one forest to another on his lotus feet, which was so delicate that they were unable to bear even the touch of Sita's palms. The Lord was also accompanied by Hanuman, king of the monkeys, or by another monkey, Sugriva, and by his own younger brother, Lord Lakshman, both of whom gave him relief from the fatigue of wandering in the forest, having cut off the nose and ears of Surpanakha, thus disfiguring her, the Lord was separated from Mother Sita. He therefore became angry, moving his eyebrows and thus frightened the ocean, who then allowed the Lord to construct a bridge to cross the ocean. Subsequently, the Lord entered the kingdom of Ravana to kill him. Like a fire devouring a forest, may that supreme Lord Ramchandra give us all protection. Such a beautiful prayer. So we'll just... Huh? Uh, I mean, this one verse actually gives the entire mm, entire theme mm, of Ramayana in a way. In that respect, <coughs> I also remember that uh, Sri Radharaman Prabhu had been organizing the last one week long program for me, and uh, he also arranged the class this morning and actually not this class class of yesterday class of today and class of tomorrow no not tomorrow class in the Leicester and he told me or he requested me that everybody gets to hear Lord Ram's activities in his pastimes so he wanted to, wanted me to focus on Sita's activities, Sita Devi's pastimes. And this verse is quite appropriate. Yesterday also I gave a class on this same topic uh, based on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's meeting the Brahmana in South India who was a devotee of Lord Ramchandra. And that devotee invited Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to take prasad. But when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to his place, he found that he didn't cook anything. And he didn't cook anything because he was in such separation from Lord Ramchandra. 
and Sita Devi. And eventually he fed Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he himself was fasting. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him, why are you feeling so morous? Why are you so de- depressed? Why are you feeling so unhappy? So then the Brahman uh, responded that the demon Ravana has stolen Jagan Mata, the mother of the universe, the goddess of fortune, Sita Devi. How could I tolerate that? That demon has touched that uh, goddess of fortune. Then uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed a wonderful fact to him that actually Ravan couldn't touch Sita Devi. What to speak of touch, uh, Ravan couldn't even see Sita Devi. Because with mundane eyes one cannot see the spiritual personality. So what to speak of touching her? Who actually he abducted was the illusory form of Sita, not Sita Devi. The illusory Sita, Maya Sita. So this is how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu consoled the Brahmana and revealed a wonderful fact to us. And Mahaprabhu's statements are not also just uh, uh, his, his own statement. This fact has been revealed also in Kurma Puran and Brahma Vaivarta Puran. It is there. But people in general are not aware of those informations. So, <clears throat> so please repeat after me. To keep the promise of his father intact, Lord Ramchandra immediately gave up the position of the king and accompanied by his wife, Mother Sita, wandered from one forest to another on his lotus feet which was so delicate that they were unable to bear even the touch of Sita's palms. The Lord was also accompanied by Hanuman, king of the monkeys, or by another monkey, Sugriva, and by his own younger brother, Lord Lakshman. Both of whom gave him relief from the fatigue of wandering in the forest, having cut off the nose and ears of Surpanakha, thus figuring her, thus disfiguring her, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Lord was separated from Mother Sita. He therefore became angry, angry, moving his eyebrows eyebrows, and thus frightening the ocean. ocean. Who then allowed the Lord Lord to construct a bridge bridge to cross the ocean. ocean. Subsequently, Subsequently, the Lord entered the kingdom of Ravana to kill him. Like a fire devouring a forest, forest. 
May that Supreme Lord Ramchandra give us all protection. So, <clears throat> okay, so we can. Huh? Uh, Meditate on these pastimes of Lord Ramachandra. I presume all of you know uh, the basic uh, Ramayana, uh, pastimes of Lord Ramachandra. Is there anyone who doesn't? Okay, so... And... Who is Lord Ramchandra? Lord Ramchandra is none other than Krishna Chandra. Uh, the Lord descends to this material nature to re-establish dharma. Yada yadahi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhutthanam adharmasya tadatmanam shijamma Shri Shri Radha Gokulananda ki jai Shri Shri Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman ki jai Shri Shri Gaur Nitai ki jai Shri Shri Giriraj Govardhan ki jai Shri Shri Krishna Shri Shri Jasoda Damodar ki jai Gaur Premanande ki hari hari So He performs his pastimes in this material nature in order to re-establish dharma. What is dharma? Uh, dharma uh, is the law or the rules given by the Lord himself. Dharman to shakshad bhagavat pranitam. The law uh, given by the Lord himself is called Dharma. And when one follows the rules and regulations that have been given by the Lord himself, uh, one becomes happy. Just like in a state, when one abides by the law, he leads a happy and peaceful life. But when somebody breaks the law, uh, then what happens? Then it creates disturbance and invites difficulties for the person himself. So the way to lead a happy and prosperous life lies in following the laws given by the Lord himself. Dharma is the means for happiness. But when there is a decline of the religious principle, dharmasya glani, when there is a decline, when, they, when people break the laws that have been given by the Lord, then uh, the society becomes very, very distressed. And at that time, he descends, he comes. He comes, uh, his incarnations are innumerable. And Lord Ramchandra's pastimes is one such incarnation of the Lord, the appearance of the Lord. He descends. The spiritual world is above and the material nature is below. The Lord resides in the spiritual world and he comes into the material nature. Uh, 
Therefore, it's a matter of avataran or dissension. Avatar means come from above to below. So in this way, the Lord comes to this material nature to perform his pastimes. And by enacting his pastimes, he actually teaches a very important lesson to us. What is that important lesson? That you follow the law, you will be happy. You break the law, you'll be unhappy. Which literally means you follow the law, you'll be rewarded. You break the law, you'll be punished. And therefore, the basic consideration is dharma. Follow the dharma. Then, when you, when you abide by dharma or the principles, laws given by the Lord, then come will come artha, uh, material prosperity. Even in the material nature, if we want to lead a life of prosperity, then we have to follow the laws given by the Lord. Artha, wealth, opulence and prosperity will come. And when one gets wealth, then he can fulfill his desires, calm. Whatever desire one may have, one can very easily fulfill those desires just by following the path of dharma. How? Because dharma gives piety, punya. And punya is subtle wealth. Money is wealth. But money is gross wealth. The subtle wealth is punya. Now if you have money, you can get things very easily. If you desire something and if you have money in your pocket, Will it be difficult to get it? You can just walk to the ship and walk in and get, get that. Mm. Now, in a more subtle way, it is the punya that actually enables us to fulfill our desires. Uh, for example, we see that someone, just by birth, uh, he is wealthy. Uh, born in a family of a billionaire. How did it happen? Uh, why did it happen? Because of his punya. And someone is poverty-stricken. Why? Because of his lack of punya. Mm. So this is the first understanding, uh, in, according to the Vedic uh, Karmakanda section of the Vedas, that you act in a right way and you'll acquire punya and with the strength of punya, with the means of that punya, you can fulfill your desires, calm. But in spite of enjoying in this material nature, one eventually finds out or one eventually realizes that he is suffering. No matter how much he endeavors to enjoy, but he ends up suffering. Even the billionaires suffer, uh, threefold miseries. Miseries caused by body and mind, Miseries inflicted by other living entities and miseries due to natural calamities. So everyone is subjected to this, subjected to these threefold miseries of the material nature. And the reality is this material nature is a place of suffering. So who wants to remain in this suffering condition? Therefore one, an intelligent one when one becomes aware of his actual situation here, 
would like to get out of this material nature, liberation, moksha, getting out of this material nature. But getting out of the material nature also can be of two kinds. Uh, like, uh, like getting out of a prison. A prisoner can get out of the prison in two ways. One, by digging a tunnel out of the prison. <laughs> so he may escape from the prison by uh, that means, but he won't actually be free. The police will be after him. Hmm? And he'll be hiding all the time. And if he's arrested, then his sentence is going to become even more serious, even more severe. So that's a positive kind of uh, escaping from the prison. The real way to get out of the prison is surrender to the king, admit your mistake, beg his forgiveness, and promise to him that I'll never make that same mistake. I'm going to surrender unto you. So that is the ultimate benef ultimate destination of liberation. That Krishna is talking about. Ahantvang sarvopapibhyo moksha ishami. You just surrender unto me, I will deliver you from all your sinful reactions. So that's why the Supreme Personality of Godhead comes to remind us about that. You surrender unto me and you'll become immediately free from your miserable condition, your suffering condition. Mm -hmm. So that's why the Lord comes and he performs his pastimes. The pastimes, uh, the pastimes is like a play. Uh, and a play is like a drama. Uh, Lord's pastimes are like a drama, actually. Isn't dramas, aren't the dramas also called plays? Uh, so Lord, this is that kind of play. Pastimes, pastimes is play. And <coughs> Krishna, coming to this material nature, performs his pastimes. And like a drama, he acts. A drama uh, has three three essential factors or characters. The hero, the heroine, and who is the third one? Villain. <laughs> so, hero, heroine, and villain. So, who is the hero? The Lord himself is the hero. Who is the heroine? Lord's eternal consort is the heroine. And who is the villain? That is a very difficult individual to cast. <laughs> and what is the, the villain uh, in a big drama has to be a real, real, you know, bad character. <laughs> because uh, the white stands out in, uh, in black background, right? So the Lord's uh, greatness becomes manifest against the background of the ills and evils of the demons. So the demons, uh, the specific demon, the king of the demon becomes the villain. And then what happens? The conflict, the drama must have conflict. The better the conflict, 
greater than trauma. <laughs> like, so this is how the Lord performs his pastimes. And he actually, and here, in a drama, you have a director, right? They're very, so the director, who is the director here? She's actually a directress, Jogomaya. Jogomaya uh, is the director. And she is the casting director. <laughs> she selects the real character to play the role of a villain. And here she selected a villain called Ravana. And this villain is so powerful that no one could deal with him. No one could deal with him. Like all the demigods were defeated by him. He was so powerful. The demigods who are the controllers of the affairs of this universe, appointed by the Lord himself, these demigods uh, could not really uh, stand against him, stand up against him. They all were defeated. Even Jamaraj was defeated. Jamaraj was not actually defeated. Uh, Jamaraj, when Ravan came with him and challenged Jamaraj, Jamaraj sent his army said, okay, deal with that character. Deal with that fool. But his army was defeated. So when the news went to Jamraj, Jamraj became very upset. So he came with his Jamadanda. And Jamadanda is a stick that whoever he touches that with immediately dies. So Jamraj was about to uh, kill Ravan. But then Brahma appeared and said, Don't kill him now. His time is not over as yet. He has a very important role to play. <laughs> so don't spoil the drama. <laughs> so he, Ravan, uh, uh, Jamraj, just disappeared from there all of a sudden. And so Ravan thought that he defeated Jamraj. So this is how Ravan actually took over the entire universe. And he was. Uh, causing distress everywhere. So then, <clears throat> at a time like that, the demigods pray to the Lord, please do something about this. Please rectify the situation. And due to the prayer of the saintly personalities and the demigods, the Lord decided to descend. So he came. Ravan actually had the benediction from Lord Brahma, that he won't be killed by any demigod, Rakshasa, Dhanava, Daitas, uh, but he forgot to mention about human beings. In his acute pride, he thought human beings are so insignificant. There's nothing to worry about the human beings. Therefore, the Lord appeared as a human being to kill Ravan. The Lord fulfills the promises that his devotees make, like Brahma said, okay, you won't be killed by anybody uh, excepting human being. Uh, so he honored that. So he appeared as a human being, as a son of King Dasarath, an illustrious king in the Surya dynasty, Sun dynasty, Surya Vamsa. Uh, you remember in Bhagavad Gita, 
इमं विवश्यते जोगम प्रक्तवान अहमभ्यम विवश्वान मानवे प्राहो विवश्वान हु इज द विवश्वान द सन गॉड एंड दिस इज द लाइन विवश्वान टू मनु विवश्वान मानवे प्राहो मनुसान इज इक्षाकु रामचंद्र अपीयर्ड इन द इक्षाकु डायनेस्टी एंड इन दिस वे द डायनेस्टी केम टू आज From Ajar to Dasarat, Dasarat San is Ram. And now <clears throat> the drama became uh, very uh, intertwined into a beautiful complexity. Ram is about to be coronated the next day as the king. He is the eldest son out of the four. So naturally, uh, the eldest son inherits the father's kingdom. But uh, Dasarath, out of Dasarath's three wives, the youngest one, Koikei, uh, had a son, Bharat, and Koikei was Koikei uh, was Koikei's mind was vitiated by her maid servant, Manthara. and she kind of inspired and provoked her to approach dasarath to fulfill his two commitments that she made to her that he would offer her anything that he that she wanted when she when dasarath gave it to her gave that boon to her koiki thought what's the use because you have given me everything i don't need anything what's there to ask for so dasarath said in future if you ever need anything from me uh, you can ask so you can see how the drama is developing uh, she didn't take the boon at that time but now the time has come to take the boon what's the boon uh, the first one my son bharat will become the king you have to prom you have to make bharat the king and send ram in exile for 14 years the second boon dasarath uh, didn't want to fulfill that promise no come on i can't do that uh, and that's where you can see to keep the promise of his father intact but when ram got to know about that ram said no you have given your word of honor and you have to uphold it you have to fulfill it because the keeping the keeping the words is a very very important responsibility if we give give our words to somebody we must stick to it that's the vedic culture that's the proper human culture word of honor So although Dasarath was prepared to break his vow but Ram would not allow to do that. So Ram decided to go. Then Sita wanted to go also with him. Ram said no you can't. The forest life is so difficult. You never stepped out of the palace practically and now you want to go to the forest now. You can't do that. but sita's response was that a wife's responsibility is to follow the husband in whichever condition he may be in 
either in happiness or in distress, a wife must remain with her husband. So that's how Sita convinced Ram to take her also with him. So Sita Devi's character is so wonderful, ideal uh, woman. Actually, that's the thing about Lord's pastime, Ramchandra's pastimes. Uh, Lord Ramchandra is the Marjada Purushottam. He has come to establish the Marjada. Uh, the Marjada means the uh, principle of uh, principle of Dharma. So his actions are perfect. And his actions are the ideal example for everyone to follow. But the thing is only he could do that. Uh, when the Lord establishes the ideal principle, only he can act in that way. It's not possible for anyone to uh, act the way he did. So therefore, he <coughs> uh, he, is con he is considered to be the Marjada Purushottam, who has come to establish the principle of Dharma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is establishing the principle of Dharma. And along with him came Sita Devi, who is also establishing the ideal principle. Ramchandra is establishing how a king or a leader must act, and Sita Devi is, is exemplifying how a chest wife must act. Sita Devi's character in this way is so wonderful. She is con she's considered to be the most beautiful woman. Naturally, she is Lakshmi Devi. Who can be more beautiful than her? The most beautiful woman. And Ravan became attracted to her. There is another background, another history, another background to that episode. Like Sita Devi in her previous life was uh, a princess known as Vedavati. And she wanted to have the Supreme Personality of Godhead as a husband. And she went to the Himalayas and she was performing austerities to, to get the Lord as a husband. And while Ravan was flying above, above the valley in his flying chariot called Pushpak Biman, he saw this, uh, this beautiful woman in the middle of the, in the, in the middle of nowhere, alone. So he uh, became lusty about her. So he approached her. And he started to propose, ah, such a beautiful girl, what are you doing alone here? You come and be my queen. So she said, look, I'm just performing austerities here to get the Supreme Personality of Godhead as my husband. Supreme Personality of Godhead, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you become my wife. Then she said, no, the Supreme Personality of God. She told the Supreme Personality of Godhead, not a Supreme Personality in this material nature like yourself that I am aspiring for. 
Then Ravan caught her by the hair and tried to molest her. She just used her hand like a like a sword and she cut her hair off. Although Ravan touched her hair, she considered that she has become contaminated by the touch of that demon. And she felt now this body is not fit at all for the Supreme Lord. So she generated a fire from herself and burnt herself right there with a vow that I'll come again and I will be the cause of your destruction along with your entire family. I'll destroy your entire family. I'll be the cause of the destruction of your entire family. And this Vedavati appeared as Sita Devi. Now the understanding is that Sita Devi was stolen by Ravan. As I was just mentioning, that the Brahmana, Rambhakta Brahmana, was uh, so upset that this demon has touched Sita Devi. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu reminded him, no, no, no. It was Maya Sita that he actually kidnapped. And uh, yesterday we elaborately discussed about it, that that concept of Lakshman Rekha and etc. is not actually from Balmiki Ramayan. In Balmiki Ramayan there is no mention of Lakshman Rekha. This is from some other person's concoction. At that time Sita Devi, when Ravan came, and she felt this distressful situation, she took shelter of the fire. There was the fire. In the house, there is the fire keeps burning for the sacrifice. That is the custom in the Vedic culture. Uh, so in the hut, there was this fire, fire, Agni Dev was present. So this, since there was nobody there, she took shelter of Agni Dev. And Agni Dev took away uh, Sita Devi. And in her place, placed Maya Sita. So this Maya Sita, Ravan actually kidnapped that Maya Sita. And then after Ravan was killed and Sita was rescued, then there, is, there was this Agni Pariksha, the fire test, to... to, to uh, to prove the chastity of Sita Devi. So that was the apparent uh, arrangement. But the actual thing was, when that fire test was conducted, then Agni Dev brought the original Sita back and Maya Sita was taken back. Now there is another incidence in that relationship. That when Maya Sita <coughs> now had to leave, now she felt a little lost. So she asked Ramchandra, where, what should I do now? So uh, Ramchandra suggested 
that you go to Pushkar Tirtha and there you perform austerities and then you will become elevated to your spiritual position. So she was performing these austerities in Pushkar and due to her austerity, Lord Shiva came and asked, so what do you want? And she said that she wanted a husband. And in excitement, she said, I want a husband five times. And as a result of that, uh, she actually appeared as Draupadi in her next life. Now you re remember how Draupadi appeared? Draupadi also appeared from fire. Uh, so it was actually this Maya Sita that appeared as Draupadi and because she asked in a previous situation five times, so then Lord Shiva granted, okay, <laughs> granted, tathastu, tathastu. <laughs> so she had five husbands in the Panchupandavas. Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, all glories to Sita Ram, Lakshman Hanuman, Ki Jai, Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari.